contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Coming on the microphone you are. <laughs> Welcome to Mentor in the Mirror. This is Todd. <laughs> this is Cole. We, we are, are Todd Cole. Cole. What's up, y'all? So we're going to talk today about your vehicle. vehicular experience. Is that French? <laughs> is that French? Call the cultural appropriation police. <laughs> You, I think they have me on speed dial. You're at this culturally point. appropriating. That's right. I am appropriate as the <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate as. Maybe it should be cultural inappropriation because I feel right. like Im- I am inappropriate. It is inappropriate, <laughs> and I love it. I love anything that is inappropriate because I get to ask questions about what made you do that, ma'am. Ma'am. So listen, we were talking today about. Uh, it's a really common thing for us to see that high-level entrepreneurs, coaches, shaman for that matter, people that are at the forefront of transformation, whether it's of business, of body, of whatever, that they do not have a vehicle for the ride they're taking. Vehicle. Vehicle. It's like a popsicle. (laughs) It's always just been a vehicle in my neighborhood. Vehicle. Vehicle. Oh, you're a vehicle. Get interior vehicle. I have never talked like that in Yee-haw! my whole <laughs> In you your vehicle. Are an asshole. <laughs> get in your vehicle. <laughs> Speaking of vehicles, why don't you get on back in this uh, pickup truck that, so we can take the Indy 500 all the way to, home? Uh, yeah, I like the way your vehicles look in the caboose in there. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, um, just to break this down to give you context as we discuss it, if let's say someone wants to run a marathon, they're not going to train or prepare or feed their body the same way that a sprinter would. Right. And their body sets are very different in how they look and how they function. So Extremely different. Extremely different. And so for a lot of mentors, business owners, consultants, whatever – their body is not being fortified for the ride, for the, you know, where they're looking to go. And honestly, it's like putting that cheap, cheap fuel into a Tesla. Wait, they don't take fuel. <laughs> <laughs> One of those other fancy That would cars. be really bad news. If right? You put, put some fuel into a Tesla. Son, they don't even have fuel. But anyway. that, I mean, that's a great example though. You know, there are tons of people that we, that come to work with us. Uh, that come that talk to us, that ask us for advice or ask us for perspective on stuff mm-hmm. that are biohacking and they're doing all this stuff that would be fueling it'd be like trying to put gasoline in a Tesla. That's right. a great that's I mean that's because it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Which is the case with a lot of biohacking. People are not taking the lifestyle changes in order. And so they're trying to just hack past their body's natural processes and not getting to the root of the dysfunction to begin with. Or or the root of the of why they're not performing. It may not even be a dysfunction. It's just they're not performing in a certain way. Right. A lot of biohackers are looking to hack past their body's progression into an ability to have a certain amount of energy or a certain amount of focus. And so they hack past their body's process of being able to move into a mode where they can actually sustain that naturally. Well, and that's when substances come into play because we're very familiar with entrepreneurs that use stimulants for the purpose of momentum. And 
also the same to get their body back into a parasympathetic state. But you are, if you're taking stimulants to get sympathetic, right, to get ramped up, to get in fight or flight and have that intensity, whatever, and then you're looking to relax and let go and you're also relying on stimulants, uh, uh, stimulants, don't rely on stimulants for settling down unless you're one of those people that does well with Adderall. <laughs> anyway, but that's also why alcohol is a tool for so many people to slow down mm-hmm. and why marijuana is such a tool to slow down is to help ease the body back into a parasympathetic state. The problem is why is the body stuck in a state to begin with it that is maybe it's been in fight or flight for a long Mm -hmm. time. And we have so many particular doctors, I would say doctors almost more than anyone else, who say they really struggle to go to sleep at night. Yes, a lot of doctors. And I I can name 10 right right now off the cuff. As a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to uh, Andrew Butterfast, who's a doctor that I worked with at Cabrini Medical Center, who passed away a couple of days ago. I just found out a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So shout to his family, young dude, uh, probably bordering on 50 Jeez. Uh, or maybe a little over 50. Uh, I mean, still, that's your age, basically, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's he's, two years he, older than you, give or take, or a couple more, but still. He was my age. And, yeah. and this is this is a physician. And we, we these are people. These are people, too. And because still they take to care of people. Still weird close to 50 because yeah, there's nothing yeah. about you that's... Thank 50 you. 50 shades of sexy that's what you're getting to <laughs> thank you lovely i appreciate that and in and, and on the real you know um this is this is something we see in a lot of physicians uh this inability to go to sleep and the mind is constantly mm-hmm. revving 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 and the body doesn't know how to slow down because it's been perpetually revved up uh, it's been from, patterned from its habit. entire existence to be revved up well and and you know watching people go you know i i trained a lot of doctors in my in my 25 years as a nurse and yes nurses do train doctors so get your shit right we do <laughs> we do a lot of a lot of the stuff that doctors learn we teach them um and you know watching physicians and the rough shit that they have to go through 72 hour calls oh man no sleep straight for weeks and then back into the classroom and then studying and boards and all this shit man it's a lot well think about how many doctors in particular that you know have been clients that their health crashed during their fellowship or their or their residency or their residency yeah in but in that the body could not sustain no. so they were reliant on stimulants caffeine, caffeine alcohol Adderall. when they needed to sleep mm-hmm. and they've got a, these are trying to save people's lives yeah and so here. this and then, so this spills over into their career as they move forward because yeah. they haven't trained their bodies they they didn't know how to train their bodies it becomes a habit right and and they didn't train their bodies into being resilient so mm-hmm. they so they become reliant upon these substances, and it be, that becomes a habit too, and it becomes dysfunctional. Well, and it's really that's a problem for our healthcare system as well that we are not taking care of our medical professionals, our first mm-hmm. responders, mm-hmm. Um, in and we we haven't even discussed vicarious trauma and the trauma of being in traumatic environments. This is just the habitual patterns that are being developed that they're continuing on to their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, then they retire. And, and they die. die. Yep. And, they and that's die. if they make it that far. Yeah. If they do, you know, if they don't get uh, hit by suicide or cancer, whatever, cancer, mm-hmm. smoking, drinking, whatever. I can tell you a lot of doctors that I've worked with, a lot of nurses, especially nurses, drink a lot. 
you know, yeah. so and and uh, you know, not to not to fall off of, of of the track we were on, but this is this is a a really important thing for us to to speak about, and I think maybe we should do an episode on on healthcare workers and talking about that stuff. That would be well. This is something I think the majority of uh, people have not considered. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was thinking, um, especially so we just did this big amazing event with JJ Virgin down in Tampa. And it was such an incredible experience. And in that experience and really getting to know so many people, I was like, man, the medical profession is bad. Like college for medical professionals is bad for their health. It's terrible. It's so dangerous. Terrible. Um, And they're not educated about health or wellness. So they're not even given the tools to understand how to give their body to fortify it it's to keep these part, crazy, crazy hours. It's not part of the curriculum. The curriculum is to learn about science and disease, treat disease, and not take care of themselves. Nurses are the same way. Mm-hmm. We are not taught how to take care of our bodies. And this, and this is a, this is a follow up from the American healthcare system, the American uh, educational system, where we we take we are taking physical education away from children now. We're not even right. teaching them about their bodies. So it's just a follow through. Well, there's a lot of places they're not even keeping like the the protocols for um, like gym. You know what I mean? There's places where even that's being cut unless you're on the school team or something like that. But you know what? I remember being back in school and even though I was in like a gym class, you were forced to perform in a certain exercise. And if you didn't, if you were me, you got (laughs) sent to the principal's office because it's like, go run a mile. It's like, no, why? Because you have to run a mile because we need to know how fast you can run. You can't. Still doesn't teach you how to take care of your body. Not even slightly a little bit. and And this goes into college. This goes into now if i was in trouble i could run pretty fast this goes into college this goes into medical school this goes into any career path people are not taught how to take care of themselves as a well-rounded human being and then they get locked Mm -hmm. you know then they get locked into like uh, a lot of people that we work with started in the medical field and maybe are still in the medical field are starting to incorporate some of these human optimization modalities, like, you know, cryotherapy and compression therapy and red light therapy and all of the different variations that there are in different biohacking techniques, they still are basically forcing their body into whatever state they want it to be. Mm -hmm. And the problem is then I feel like that's supporting the problem. I, 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 I think it supports an issue as well. And the issue is the body never really gets to acclimate itself because it's, it's utilizing an external situation to cause a, 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 a change of state. Mm-hmm. And once you change the chemical state of the body, the body is looking for it in order to perform that way again. Otherwise, it goes back to where it was yeah. and because it's forced. It can't for, form a habit around that unless it's form it's forming a habit around making receptors for certain things and this is why people get addicted to chemicals people get addicted to to narcotics and that type of stuff because the body can produce habitually produce extra receptors for these things and the body needs to be satiated in order to feel uh at, a, at, a, at an even level mm-hmm. so th- it's the same thing with anything at all is it, with these substances, the body's going to look for it. And if it doesn't have it, it's not going to perform at all. So these crashes can happen. It can cause it can cause a lot of drama and trauma in the body. I think that's the one of the most common things we see is the impact on the on the uh, immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're forcing it to ramp up, shut down the body, we're not even getting into the microbiome and the fact that nobody drinks any freaking 
water. None. <laughs> Physicians are the worst. Bruh. The worst. The next time you go to the doctor, ask your doctor how much how water much they water? had How that much day. water did you drink today, doc? Oh, well, I don't really drink water like that. Or they're like, oh, I drink tons of water. I've had three glasses today. <laughs> you better get out my face with that. Better yeah. get up, get out, get some. Like that. That's my white chick voice, but trying to not be a white chick. Why do you have to try to not be a white chick? I like you as a white chick. You're pretty hot. I mean, the truth is I just am who I am. And if you don't like it, it's just tough. Okay. Just checking in. I'm good with me. And I'm great with you. Fine. I'm fitness pants. <laughs> I'm fitness pants. I'm looking at I am team. good with me. I don't have any time for games with people she, anymore. She got on this. Y'all should see her. She got on this. I got my lip. lipstick she on. She got this hey. lipstick on. Eye makeup is all on fleek. It's true. Yeah, it's pretty she's fire right pretty now. awesome. So anyway, so back to the to the, to the the peoples here. Yeah. And, and so, you know, making sure that your body is a vehicle that can actually utilize the tools that you give it is really important. So there are people who will come to us and they're like, yeah, you know, I just started working out and I'm taking this workout, this pre-workout and it gets me all amped up. And yeah, and and they're not seeing any results, but they get amped up for a couple of minutes because they have caffeine and they have- Or Kratom, that's another thing a lot of entrepreneurs have started using. I wasn't finished talking about that. No, you can keep going. Still, bro. I just got excited, son. <laughs> keep, keep going. So, so they get ramped up on, on whatever supplement they're taking, and their body is not tuned in. It's not dialed into taking it. So the, the results that they, they, they're not getting results from this stuff, they're told, oh, yeah, you should take this workout pre, so it'll give you energy through your workout, and then they power through, and sometimes they'll get hurt or something else will mm-hmm. happen. And they not, they're not doing the things that, that ease their body into a space of habit. And that can even support stimulants because it's like there there is, like you were talking about resiliency, if your body hasn't even been built to be able to process some of these uh, substances, then it's just another um, – then it functions more like a toxin because your body's trying to get rid of mm-hmm. or somehow process different substances. And it's like I see it as more – if we were to utilize substances of whatever sort – more like a cast. Like you go to get a cast on to support something, but ultimately the cast can't be what you rely on or you start to atrophy. Like if I break my arm, I want a cast to support it so that it can fortify the bone for a period of time so that it's strong enough that when I take the cast off, it's healed enough to start rebuilding. Right. Agreed. Great Sexy. great metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm not knocking biohacking. I think biohacking is awesome. And um, it helps people to perform. It helps people to do this and that and, and learn that their body has capacities. But um, to, to what end? And when or you know. And at what when, cost? And at what cost? And when do you stop and provide your body the, the space to actually lean into doing something from a space of, of whatever is as close to nature as possible. We live in very unnatural circumstances. Living in houses is not natural. Driving cars is not natural. Wearing clothes is not natural. So for us to sit here and say that uh, cooking is natural, none of this stuff is natural, but it's close to a natural state so that your body can actually acclimate according to its curve of learning and its curve of actually reshaping, reformatting its cells and that type of stuff. 
And there's a lot of stuff now around biohacking that's causing uh, the regeneration of cells really quickly. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with all that. That's totally. great. That's great uh, for healing and all of that type of stuff. That's wonderful. I also think it requires guidance and tracking. And it, I watch people jump from new trend to new trend to new supplement to new substance to whatever without, and then you'll talk to them about it or with microdosing. Same with like a psychedelic microdosing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, great, well, what's your tracking process? How do you know, like, what's the outcome? What is the, what's the point? What's the purpose? What's the, I mean, intention is nice, but I feel like the intention is always like, I want to feel better. I want to have more energy. Meanwhile, their resting heart rate is 82. And you know what I mean? They're like, it's or great. 92. Now I can get up at four o'clock in the morning to do a six hour meditation before I go to work. That resting heart rate thing. Don't let me get started on that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, so, you know, I know we're going a little all over the place with this. This this is something we're very passionate about is having your machine, having your vehicle in a space that's able to operate and manage different, uh, different stressors, different stimuli, different situations, different conditions. And you do this by exposing your body to exposing your body. You're exposing your chest right now. It's brilliant between Try. my lipstick and your chest. We should be charging for video right now. Charging. <laughs> so, you know, uh, getting your vehicle in a place to where it is it is resilient for multiple things. It's one of the reasons why I, I do my exercise, I'm, my movement is different every day. You know, the way I eat fluctuates so that my body has it always had it's always ready for something different you know when you make yourself resilient and you make your and, and there's variables your body can respond to a lot of different things also taking it back to that person in the mirror um when you can be honest with yourself and honest with the people around you your nervous system generally down regulates into a place of ease and and you can uh, you can acclimate to things a lot better when your body is in a space that it can heal quickly but when you're stressed out, when you're when you're holding all these different ideas, lying, um, not being honest, working in a place you don't like, being with people you don't enjoy being with, and holding all that stuff in, it uses a lot of brain power. And as you use a lot of brain power, it draws away from the rest of your body and it cannot acclimate. So getting your body to be in a space of ease is so, so very important all the time as much as possible to be in a space of ease helps your nervous system to get to a place where you may not need to hack past stuff i've found that the more i'm honest the more i've the more i the more i'm able to be around people who keep me safe like you cole uh and 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 many of the people who uh, listen to this podcast keep me safe my body can actually downregulate and I can be in a real awesome space and I can adjust to everything. My attention span is better than it's ever been. My eyesight's better than it's ever been. My energy's better than it's ever been. And I'm not taking anything. Well, and I think that this is a very powerful lesson that we learned in preparing for the jungle the first time was that by going to a very baseline, bland um place in our life, right? Like for anyone that's um, knows somewhat about ayahuasca, going to the jungle in Peru, all this stuff, you cut out all salts and sugars and fats and it's a very bland diet. And what we learned through that process actually is about six years ago now. What we learned through, or five? Five. Almost six. 15. What difference does it make? 15. So five years yeah. ago. What we learned in that process though is part of what we see 
um, is the pendulum swing. And that's also what we're talking about with these substances, high up, high down, which also means your hormones, um, your emotions, all of that is going to get impacted as well. So by going and really stripping down our diet to a baseline for that period of time, got to see like, where is the baseline for my body set? What supports energy? What takes it away? What people, places, environments, food, whatever, mm-hmm. feeds or takes away the experiences that I want to have. And that's so much when we talk about, you know, everyone's talking about mindset and mindset's powerful. And like you said, we're not knocking biohacking at all. It's incredible and it's a gift. And with the evolution of technology, there's times that we need or can lean on that biohacking possibility. It's when we become reliant on biohacking and not getting to know our personal vehicle, what's going on with it and not keeping track of it. It's like, what if you didn't have any gauges in your car? Yeah. And you got in the car, you didn't know how much gas was left. You mm. didn't know what the speed limit was. Like you, there was a speed limit posted, but you didn't go out and know how fast you're going. In your vehicle. Your vehicle. In your vehicle. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Come on, Mark! Come on, girl, let's go. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, really, this this utilizing biohacking is awesome. And um, it's it's something that I personally would not do on a long-term basis. Uh, it's something that, you know, if you're looking for a, a temporary situation, knock, knock yourself out. But doing it consistently is is uh, like boosting your uh, your dopamine, uh, or your serotonin with substances that are n- not sustainable over long periods of time. There are biohacking methods that you can use over periods of time. Like with anything, I encourage people to cycle things on and cycle things off. With my supplements, I cycle things on, I cycle things off. Let's see what your body does on its own without this stuff and 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 see how you can make yourself feel awesome without needing to do anything other than eat. Uh, normal, whatever that means, uh, right. natural foods and, and uh, some clean water. Yeah. For anyone listening, if you're looking for more resources, like someone that can really guide you through the process of figuring out what works for your body, um, specifically scientifically, you can look at Paul Check. The Check Institute is amazing. You can also look at a Pieron with Dr. Dan Stickler. And I mean, they're, they're as extensive as I've seen that are actually doing the self-work as well um, and kind of that total picture. Um, If you're looking to have epic experiences and dive deep with us, you can join us on our trip to Tonga. We still have four spots left for this October. It's October 3rd to the 14th, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a mastermind, right? This is a business mastermind about bringing all of yourselves to a universal integrated self right and remember we do not separate you from your business so we teach you how to integrate yourself yes with your business and your financial situation your mindset and your business model and then we'll have eight days yeah we'll have eight days to sit and really dig deep with you and you'll have access to us every single day and that's something that you don't often get (laughs) you know for countless hours every single day plus swimming with humpback whales the largest mammal on on planet earth 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 I, I can't do it. Is that our whale song? 
That actually sounds like, sounds like a cat. Car, it sounds, like a, <laughs> sounds like a car driving by. Anyway, if you want that information, I'll put the link in the show notes. As we said, biohacking is cool. Biointegration is, is key. key. So really looking at your, not continually trying to hack through your body's processes. I know it's a lot to track everything. I get it. But this is why I am now symptom and condition free. Free. You know, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, and ovarian torsion, arthritis in my knees, scoliosis in my spine that was muscular. 27 broken 20 bones. 20 bajillion broken bones, all freak accidents, <laughs> imbalances. I was told I couldn't jump. I couldn't do all of this stuff. I need knee replacement. That was almost 10 years ago. I'm going to be 37 next month. And she's month. Batman now. Damn right. Or Batwoman. Or Catwoman. Her oh, suit's kind of yeah. dope. Wow, Batman. <laughs> Eartha Kid. Never mind. Well, <coughs> fair enough. <coughs> so if you are feeling overwhelmed with tracking all this stuff for yourself, just know you're going to continue to learn. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to continue to have awareness. But until you start to track... No coach, no mentor, no doctor is going to be able to really give you some clear direction without data. It is going to require you to track everything. So get in front of that mirror, look at yourself and say, what do I need? What do I want? What am I really experiencing right now? And am I really, honestly, truly doing everything that I can within my power to experience the things that I want to experience? So you know you love this, so rate, review, review subscribe, subscribe, share with a with friend. friend, and until next time, be free. <laughs>